He's a big draw, but wouldn't have been good for him. How so? Um, because if I hurt him, I wasn't taking his neck. What were you gonna take? His soul. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. But uh, I'm not impressed by your performance. I throw punch that bitch. <laughs>
that he straight did it Khabib style. Yeah, and and we are, I'm trying to think. There were how many rear naked chokes? One, two, maybe three in the night. I know Glover yeah. got one. I know Islam scored one on a uh, uh, Islam scored one on Dan Hooker. And uh, God damn it, you know, at the end of the day, Dan Hooker, he, he didn't work out for him, but that dude had brass I balls know, for fucking bro. getting in there. I mean, fuck it. I, but here's the thing. Dana will still give him a good opportunity after this because he respects him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, though? You know how they were talking how Islam should should pass for the title shot? I, I don't think he should. I think Gaethje and Chandler, that should be the next. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, the the winner of that fight should get a title shot. And honestly, I would really love to see Michael Chandler versus Islam because Michael Chandler is just going to try to knock your head off as soon as the bell rings. So that will be the best chance for us to see if he could even take a punch because nobody's touched him. Well, yeah, and, and you know, I'm happy you brought up that matchup because I think I had talked about this with someone today. Islam and Michael Chandler would be really crazy because Michael Chandler's wrestling is really good. I've seen footage of him grappling with Kamaru Usman, and he just, like, he's giving Usman some trouble with his movement, and he looks like a crafty little fucker. Like, dude, right. Michael Chandler against Islam Makachev could be a really interesting fight, you know? And if right. Islam does what he does and he just keeps dominating, well, then okay, there's no no surprises. But Chandler is, is again, you know, I like how you put it. He's a bullet out, out of a fucking machine gun or something. He's coming. He's going to hit him. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying Islam is probably not going to take him down. I'm not. I'm just saying it's going to be really hard to hold him down. And But what I'm saying is as soon as that bell rings, Michael Chandler is going to the middle, and he's throwing something at you. So that will be the only chance we're going to get to see this guy get hit because after that, he's pretty much taking the person down. So in my head, I'm like, all right, Gaethje got dominated by Khabib, right? Mm-hmm. So he's a wrestler too, but he doesn't do bear wrestling. So in my head, I'm thinking, all right, Chandler. Chandler's going to shoot. He's going to throw that right hand so quick. So that's the best chance to see if this guy has a chin or not. True. And – you know, credit to Islam Makashev. He has been doing really solid as far as, as his striking um, because he has solid fundamental striking and he has a good good enough defense. I mean, he survived against Hooker long enough to get him to the ground. And Dan Hooker, you know, like, I mean, a testament to him. Like, I, I think Dan Hooker showing up, doing this fight short notice, it was really fucking uh, ballsy. And um, as far as him, I, I hope he gets a – a solid matchup after this. And I, I think he will because it's only sensible since he stepped in. But, um, right. yeah, Islam Lakashev, I agree with you. I think that we need to let Gaethje and Chandler do their thing, see how that pays up, plays out. And then we can see what happens with uh, Islam and everything. But, um, yeah, I mean, Islam has just been impressive. I mean, especially with his win over Drew Dober. You know, like, this, this dude is just fucking he's – a, he's a pressure house. He's just trying to fucking – you know, like he, make people like like crush him like a tube of toothpaste. He fights exactly like Khabib. Like that's literally Khabib's style. The whole it's fucking Khabib. When I watch him fight, that's what I see to me. 
Well, hey, it's working. You know, I mean, I even see a little bit out of in a handbot. You know, because I mean, look at how he won. He, he scored right. a submission. Like, like, goddamn, like they weren't trying to waste time. And why I respect the Dagestani people is like the way they fight is they fight smart, but yet it's also aggressive. Like, I think it's a genius. Like, they're aggressive as fuck, but they're not taking the kind of damage because what they're doing is they're taking uh, their opponent down and then they're inflicting the ground and pound, and then that it can open them up for a submission, and they end the fight. And I think that that way of fighting, preserving your body, and then, I mean, because I think in Islam's mind, he's like, why would I want to go in a war with Dan Hooker and just stand up with him? Because it's like, let's say Islam even if he wins and he goes and does a full five-rounder, three-rounder against Dan Hooker in the striking department, he might have to take some time off, you know, from getting kicked and everything. If, if, if you know, Dan catches him right. or anything, like, that's that's the thing. So, like, the way that these guys are fighting, it's so fucking smart. But also, they're, yeah. they're killers. Super smart, bro. I, I love it, you know. And he says something interesting after the fight. He's like, I don't have a black belt in jiu-jitsu, but – He's a black belt in MMA on the ground. And it's true because it's almost like they invented a style. It's like, it feels like they took, like, Tito Ortiz's ground and pound and put it with, like, a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu and balled up a little bit of wrestling up in there, Greco-Roman-style wrestling. I don't know. It, it's a, a, it seems like a new style of fighting. Dude, I'm happy you put it that way because I remember when I was talking to this uh, buddy of mine who's a wrestler, we were actually talking about Khabib, and uh, he said something interesting. I said, well, I think it was around the time he fought Dustin. I'm like, well, Dustin's a good black belt. You know, maybe he could recover X, Y, and Z. And then I think it was after, actually, he beat Dustin. So never mind that. But um, whatever, we're talking. I think I said something about Dustin having a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and then and then my friend said, hey, it doesn't matter because Khabib has a black belt in MMA. And after I heard that, I'm like, holy shit, that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, bro, like for real. Because at the end of the day, a, a black belt jujitsu guy was still getting fucked up by Khabib. So it, it, instead of like, I think they need to try to figure out their style. Like nobody's cracked that code. Of, I of mean, the, the closest him. the closest person I can think of is Gleason Tebow and maybe Ally Kenta had some good ideas. Like, one thing right. about Ally, Ally Kenta is, like, for some reason he was able to go to his – have Habib go to his back, yet he still escaped, which is right. mainly a testament to Ally Kenta's ability. But, I mean, watching the way all these other Dagestani guys are just choking people, I don't even think that that's going to be a route to victory of, like, oh, I'm going to expose my back and this and that. No, I don't think that's a good idea. But, I mean, there is something to be said, you know, about decoding these fighters. Like what you said, like decoding them and trying to break them down versus, oh, my style is going to beat yours. Um, I think, yeah, it would be a fool's errand to just try to fight these Dagestani people like um, strictly to your strengths, you got to try to figure out their game. Right there, and there, and there, there's definitely, you know, someone's gonna figure it out eventually. But as of right now, man, that fucking style that they have going on, they're gonna run the the table for a little bit. You know, it's funny because MMA feels like it, it it travels. You know what I mean? Like like the Brazilians seem like they had it, and then 
Like, it felt like it came to the U.S. because, you know, all the people started training there. And then it went over to the U.K. And, like, now that shit is in Russia. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It just feels like it's been traveling so much. And 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 I don't know, man, this style, I think it's going to cause problems for a lot of people for a long time. Dude, I, I agree. And I'm just thinking, too, like, even just from my experience, you know, rolling with people, like rolling with people with great neon belly, great pressure, and just, like, how difficult it is to breathe. You got to huff and puff through your diaphragm. And, like, just from that experience alone, I can just imagine what Islam and uh, Hamza and uh, Magomed, what they are inflicting and everything. And, you know, it goes to the show. I think it is like an interesting time in MMA where you see an evolution of the sport. And I, it's funny, like, I have a, you know, certain people have different schools of thought about the USC and they, oh, I want it to be nut punching and they should be allowed to, you know, do whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's okay. But also I do like the fact that we eliminated some of that. That way we can let people do um, their arts in a way and, like, use their right. grappling a certain way. Because it's like, I don't, I mean, I I was uh, talking to somebody and it's like I don't I don't want to see nut shots and that's gonna make me cringe. I don't want to think about that shit. Like, <laughs> right, right. I agree. I don't want to see that shit either. That's painful. But, but um, you you know what's crazy too? It's almost like the style they created in a way. It, it it's really taking bits and pieces of all the 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 parts of you know what i mean like they combined every aspect that wrestling that grip that jiu-jitsu with the with the you know pulling off the submissions it's just like they put their weight on you you know and make you tired it, it's just crazy like i don't know that you got to have like amazing cardio you got to be able to get up off your back there's like so many aspects to even come close to keeping the fight on your feet to even giving yourself an opportunity to see what they got, bro. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, that, that, that's, like, the big issue, keeping it up on your feet. And, you know, it's the, like, what makes me sad is we never got to see the Tony Ferguson and, and Khabib matchup um, because, I don't know, man, like, I, I still, in my gut feeling, wish that Tony got the opportunity because win or lose, I just wanted to see how Tony was going to react off his back because – right. I think that we need to, like, we need to find, like, the equivalent. All right, so we have Dagestani mount game. We need to find the equivalent of that with the guard game. You know, and right. if we can't find it, that might even be saying more so about guard and its uh, effectiveness in MMA. I mean, I think the guard is very important, and it would be interesting to see somebody with such a good fucking guard adapt it to MMA. So I think right. if we were to see people with more MMA adaptive guards, I know the 10th planet people are great at that. Uh, maybe that could counteract this thing like a chess game. And but, I, I'm going I'm to say this, and I know people are going to probably talk shit, but Connor off his back, he does a lot of damage. Like, when when I watch him off his back, he's always going for elbows, punches, like back fists, like always trying to do damage when he's on his back. And to me, I think Connor is great off his back. It was just overwhelming, you know, Khabib, how Khabib's style was because of the cardio aspect, I think. 
Yeah, and Khabib does that to everybody. So it's like, you know, it just makes Connor look extra, you know, oh, out of place. But I do agree. I think Connor's um, guard game is underrated. I mean, even watching him in Chad in the Chad Mendez fight, he did a good job establishing risk control and working just to get out from the position. So I think that alone in MMA is it 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 shows a solid guard game. Him being offensive, but um I think yeah like the only thing is like we've never seen Connor be like a submission guy, like a, a guy who can like toss a triangle, toss an armbar like that. You know he hasn't ever really been seen like that, and he doesn't really even cater toward towards it like that. I feel like Connor's grappling off like especially off the back, it's more so designed to get him back to his feet, and. You know what's interesting? I I think didn't Connor stuff one of Habib's takedowns? I think. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so Connor had some success. So there is an element to where you look at his style. So is it the motivation that Connor doesn't want to be on the ground that keeps him getting up? And maybe that's the idea. Or is it like, do we need someone who has like Damian Maya? Like, because I think Dam Damian Maya might have the best MMA jujitsu. You know, yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100% on that one. You know, it was interesting. I wish we would have been able to see Diaz versus Khabib. Because I I think Diaz being so long and Khabib being so short, you know, like, I think Diaz Diaz's punches would have kept Khabib farther away. He would have had to really come in and come in and get him. You know what I mean? And then he has great jujitsu too. So I would have loved to have seen them two actually fight. Yeah, and it would have been fun because overall, like, Nate's cardio, I just wouldn't foresee Nate gassing out like other people. Right. So I could have seen that fight going five rounds. Because Khabib, go, when we seen him in the five rounders, he seemed like he was tired towards the fifth. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, so, I, and Khabib was cutting a lot of weight, too. That's true. So I think I think Nate would have been Khabib's biggest problem. Look at Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson had long, you know, arms, so he was able to touch Khabib, and he he looked like he was tapping Khabib there for a minute, you know, with the shots. And I thought he was gonna get him, but you know, obviously Khabib took him down and won the fight. But I don't know, man. I think Diaz would have posed a lot of problems. I, I agree because again, like with him. He his gas tank is off the charts, and he's not a, a aggressive wrestler type, but he he's good enough off his back where you could foresee him getting up or at least being able to stuff a takedown. Like Nate, I, I think for sure he would get taken down, but my question is, would he be able to survive and maybe get it back to his feet? I, I think he could. And that again, all of this is dependent. Like Habib likes to get people up against the cage and beat the shit out of them. Right. I just think Nate being so long, he could have pulled off the submission from his back. Ooh, you make a good point, yeah. That That's what I I, I was thinking, like, because if Khabib's on top of him, you know what I mean? He just, I don't see uh, Khabib taking uh, uh, Nate's neck and putting off a choke from his back. I don't see him pulling off an armbar or Kamora. So I think Nate, he... I don't think I've ever seen someone even attempt a submission on me. You know what? I'm trying to think. Has anyone attempted? 
at least in my recent memory, Baker, I mean, maybe maybe Anthony Pettis when they were on the ground, like maybe he tried, but oh, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't think so, yeah. I don't know, but I, I mean, I think they got into a grappling exchange where they were trying to, you know, have better transitions, but I just think Nate dominated with his uh, movement on the ground. Right. I think Nate would be a problem for, for that style of, of fighting, and too bad we're not going to get to see it unless Unless the UFC makes uh, um, your boy who beat Lee, they said that they he wants to fight uh, Nate. Oh, who? Uh, uh, Hamza or uh, wait, did you yeah. say like, Kevin Lee? No, 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 no. The guy that fought Lee. Oh, who I, fought Lee? My bad. They were like saying Kevin Lee. I'm like, oh wait, he's coming back. No, um, no, no, no. Yeah, no. Oh, Hamza. Oh, yeah, no. I read about this today. Hamza Chamayo. Uh, wants to fight uh, Nate Diaz. I'm completely 100% behind this fight. So, Ariel Wani was saying that uh, they're only offering him that fight because it's his last fight. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think... I, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I would love for Nate to fight like Tony Ferguson or something like that because he's more like in that weight, uh, this guy seems a little bigger. Yeah, Hamza is way bigger. Like, it's pretty weird, like, that he can even make 170. I'm telling you, bro, it's crazy. That's why he shaves his head. Yes. He's a maniac, dude. Like, and, and I mean, props to Nate, because he did fight Leon Edwards. It was very similar to, to Hamza's build. Tall, uh, lanky, and strong. But it was also a different style matchup because Leon is a, a predominantly a striker, and he's not really going to grapple unless you force it upon him to. Um, it, I think Hamza, yeah, poses a lot of issues. And, of course, like, he's also really big. And to be fair, Nate isn't even a 170. He's, like, he's a lightweight. So him fighting Tony like, Ferguson is way, makes way more sense. Right. He's like a 165er. I wish they made that division already. Dude, I agree. They they already should have made that for him. But that's crazy ridiculous. But Kevin Lee would probably still be around. Yeah. Yo, if they make that fight happen, bro, like, it's a good fight, but I just don't like it for Diaz's last fight on his contract. Yeah, because I I see what you mean. Like, you you just don't want to see him get fed to the young wolf. Right. Like, come on now. That's not fair. Kind of fucked up, I think. I agree. It's kind of like when um, it's it, it's like a a less respectful version of Anderson Silva versus Adesanya, because at least yeah. with that fight, you know, it was like the passing of the torch. With this fight, I feel like it's gonna be some bitterness at the end of it. Right. Yeah. I don't like it. I'd rather see fucking um, uh, Nick fight him than than Nate. Like body wise, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh. Like, I, just. In terms of standing next to each other, you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather see Nick fight that guy than Nate. No, I, I just see what you mean. Like, because Nick is more at the stature of Hamzat. Uh, right. I, I just, I mean, honestly, either of them, like, it's sad. Like, I just don't want to see them fight Hamzat. Because, again, I think Hamzat's great, and I respect him. He's a bad motherfucker. But, I mean, just in... For the sake of the fans, it's kind of like, I mean, let's look out for Nick and Nate. And not not saying give them an easy fight, 
But every fight that Nate has been taking lately, like like when he fought Leon, and now he's fighting Hamza. Like he is literally just. I mean, I respect Nate, but every fight he's like, dude, it's like he's really trying to stack the deck against himself. And and it, what's crazy is I never count Nate Diaz out because I mean he fucking rocked Leon Edwards, and he just didn't. He wasn't able to follow through, unfortunately. But he fucking rocked him. If that fight crazy. would have six rounds, he would have won. <laughs> That's the case with Nate Diaz. I feel like if the fight was unlimited time, he'd always win. Exactly. If it was a fight to the death, he'd win. Dude, imagine if you combine like his cardio, his chin, with like what gave him some like Nate, uh, Noah, some dominant Cruz footwork, so he doesn't get hit for like all four of the rounds, and then he just like uses his energy to fuck up, fuck him up in the fifth. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that be that probably be the the code to crack the the Russian takeover. It, it does make you think about footwork, right? And and I mean yep. Dominic Cruz, I would love to see that guy become a coach one day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'd be phenomenal. But speaking of footwork, that could lead us into the co-main event because Corey Sanhagen and Peter Yan both showed amazing footwork in that fight. Dude, that. I'm going to be honest, man, like, those first two rounds for me, I was uh, leaning towards uh, Corey, but then, like, as the rounds progressed, man, I got to say, uh, Pietro Jan, he just, he did more to win the fight, and he, it was similar, it's like, it, they both really, it, it was a close fight, but it, similar to what happened to TJ, where Corey inflicted more damage on TJ, um, I feel like they, this was a close fight, but Pieter inflicted more damage upon Corey, so naturally it led into Pieter's favor. Um, but also Pieter Jan, like just the way he he was able to use his economy of of uh, movement, his striking. Like I mean, before we even hit, hit hit record, I was talking about the cross jab spinning heel kick combination he put on Corey, and I was just like, oh my Jesus. Bro, it was amazing. And, and and shout out to Corey because let me tell you, I I have become more of a fan of Corey in two losses than I have from his wins prior. Like straight up, he's a warrior. I'm super. I was super. It was an amazing fight. Could have been. Could be fight of the year almost. Like it was just that that technical going back and forth. It was just amazing. Like I I loved it. I, I still I'm still not a Peter Young fan, but I fuck with Corey and I think he's gonna get better from this. And you know what? He fought TJ and Peter, and outside of them too, that that that's his that's his level he's taking. You know what I mean? So he knows what it is. Now he can just get better from here. Um, and I wanted to ask you a question too because I know they're talking about Aljo, you know, fighting Yon, which. I think Jan is going to run through Aljo. I really want to see Henry Cejudo versus Jan. That would interest me a lot more. I think them two little mean bastards would make an amazing fight for that title. What do you think? Holy shit, dude. No, you know what? You make a solid point because if Henry Cejudo was going to come through and try to steal the belt, um, I think that would be interesting. Like, let's say, like, hypothetically. So let's say Pieter beats Aljo, 
and then Henry Cejudo starts tweeting, and, uh, you know, let's say he's, like, releasing videos of him in the gym. He looks good. I think anything is possible, and what you said about them being mean little motherfuckers, I agree, because it's like you got Henry, who is a... I think you you got, like, two of the most competitive athletes at that weight, and Henry Cejudo, again, he's world-class at what he does. He has amazing wrestling. And, you know, I, I want to say this. I, I, I think Pieter Jan reminds me of a, a – like, the way he strikes at points, he reminds me of a more – I'm not going to say more skilled, but he reminds me of Marlon Marais in some ways, like, in, in some good ways, like, as far as the way he throws his kicks and shit, like, that flexibility. I, I don't know. I I think it would be – poses a great fight because, um I don't know. I don't know. I think Henry – Again, he's a legend. He, he was a title holder at one point. I think if he were to come in, and if he beats Pieter, that's impressive. But I, I don't know how that fight could go. I mean, Pieter Jan is so sharp right now. He's he fighting is, the top of the class. I mean, and Corey Sanhagen, you know, respect to him. I, I don't want to gloss over that guy. He, I've been a fan of him uh, since I, I saw one of his early fights in the UFC a couple of years ago. And I saw him finish it via submission. I think it was an armbar or triangle. And I was super impressed. And then from there, I was checking out his interviews. And um, also, he's a 5'11 bantamweight, which is insane. But um, I don't know. I think Corey has a lot on his horizon. I think he should keep his head up, you know, because both of these fights that he has lost, they weren't blowouts. They were close fucking fights. He, in my opinion, should have won the TJ fight. He should have won the TJ fight. And in this fight, it was close. And you could argue, you know, certain um, rounds he definitely won. But Pietro Jan, he just, you know, he turned it on. And uh, he did what he did. And they were both great. It's one of those fights, like, again, like, I don't really feel like, me personally, I don't feel like there's a loser. But according to the rules, there has to be one. But really, I, my God, that whole entire matchup, it was a, it was a chess match that we got to see. It, it was amazing. Yeah, I, I was so I, when I was watching it, I was I, I wanted to text you and be like, "Yo, this fucking fight is crazy." And it, Peter Yan is like Valentina Shevchenko's little midget cousin. Like, <laughs> it's so weird, bro. Like he kind of reminds me of her a little bit. Super like disciplined, like guy, like yeah, like super technical of... and like everything they throw has. It's like just trying to kill you, bro. It's, it's just I don't know. They're like little assassins. They're, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It was like the night of the Russians, man. The Russian it takeover. Was. It was. It was amazing. I'm trying to think, where's the Glover from? Oh, Glover's from Brazil. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. He's Brazilian. What the fuck? Yeah, Teixeira. My bad. Yeah, no, Glover Teixeira. I I gotta get into this, man. Um, my God, dude, holy shit, Glover Teixeira. Um, yeah, listen, congrats. I just want to say this. Like, as a guy who's been watching him fight for so long, he's had his ups and downs. To see him get to the belt at 42 years old, I mean, I know I bring up Yoel Romero, and he is impressive, but my God, Glover Teixeira, he went on a tear. He won consistently for over, what, a year, two years, against tough competition, and he held out, and now he, and then he finally got his chance to, to get to the belt. And, by the way, he got skipped in line by Israel Adesanya, who was a middleweight, and he still waited and didn't complain. Yep. Bro, I'm so happy for him. 
I, I wanted to tell you, we it, it felt like when Randy Couture came back and won the championship. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. When he, he beat Randy, Yes, man. He Randy Couture his way to the belt. That's all I felt when I was watching it. I was like, yo, I'm getting vibes of Randy Couture. Because he he had a great game plan. He knew John only had power. So what did he do? He take he took him down, took his back, and tapped him. He stayed calm and he just old school MMA'd his ass. That's what he did. I was so happy for him. Like it was amazing. You know, he deserves it. Shout out to him. Um, I can't wait to see him defend it. Um, and I think this is a perfect time for him because um, there's no John Jones to deal with. You know, this is a good time. There's, you know, John just, what, he defended it one time and then lost it again, you know? Yeah. So yeah. so it, it just opens the door for 205. It's going to make it a little more interesting. Happy for him. Excited. Like, he deserved it. I feel like he won the belt for all the old school MMA fighters like the Diego Sanchez's and Nate Nicks, like just the the old school fighters that are still out there fighting. He kind of represented all those fighters to me when he won that. Dude, I couldn't have been said better. Like, really, I I love how you put that, man, because I agree, dude, because he represents. I mean, he was there since, like, you know, I'm not going to say, like, oh, when it started, you know, with Tank Abbott, but he showed up like, really early in the UFC, and he's yeah. been somebody I've been watching for a while. Right. And, you know, I mean, and uh, I want to say, too, respect to Jan Blahovich because I really I really like Jan as well. I think he's a great fighter, um, yeah. and I think that he's entertaining as shit. And, that you know, I think he has a chance he can climb up and get his way back to the belt because if, like, my thing is like this. If Jan can be Israel Adesanya on the uh, damn near – um, you know, at his game a little bit, then I think that Young could learn and come back and uh, get better. But um, as far as Glover, like, it's like, I don't know how to put it. It's like seeing, you know, like, uh, he, he, I, I look at him like Rocky, you know, not to say like he yeah. has a tragic story, but I mean, it's like you see somebody yeah. who has worked so fucking hard and now he's yep. finally getting that champion money he deserves. Yep, I agree. And, and it was amazing to see uh, Chuck Liddell's reaction to him winning the belt because they used to be training partners, and he was so happy for him. He was jumping up and down, yelling at the TV. It, it was just good to see, man. I, I, it feels like he really won the title for all the, the old heads, I guess. The OGs. The OGs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Peter Ortiz is clapping somewhere too, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 he, he literally whooped them with basic – MMA, like, like he didn't do nothing extra, nothing special. It was just simple and to the fucking point. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's wild, bro? After the fight happened, I saw this uh, meme of Israel Adesanya. And, you know, Izzy, Israel Adesanya has a really cool YouTube channel where he talks about techniques and he'll, you know, he'll break down fights and be a troll. But he actually gave a really good analysis, a pre-fight analysis. And he, he he said Glover's boxing is pretty underrated, and he said that his uh, ground game is nasty, and he said that he has a chance of taking down uh, Jan and inflicting, you know, a submission. And, you know, and, like, literally Izzy called it. I got to give yeah. it up to him. He called the fucking fight. Yep, he was right. He did, because that's exactly what he did. 
and it was amazing to see. It was like, oh man, it was it was it was it was wonderful. I was so happy for him. And Glover, I'm gonna be like just looking at Glover. Glover to me, like he people gotta when people say old man strength, like like it's an <laughs> insult. Like I think of Glover, like people say like an insult, but I think of like oh shit, Glover to share it because. I look at him and I'm like, dude, like this guy has like a wealth of knowledge. But on top of that, like he is strong as fuck. Like just looking at him, I'm like, that is old man strength. Like I got life experience like type shit. Like I've been through a divorce type strength. Like, oh, fuck. Like that's like that's like the type of shit these fighters should be worried about. Like a fucking dude in their 40s who is like, I'm coming for you. Like that is yeah, a fucking yeah. dangerous man. That, that's like lo- loosening a whole nut and bolt with your hand type shit. Dude, like, oh, my God, dude. Like, I'm excited, dude. The light heavyweight division is kind of exciting. It's exciting again, you know, because yeah. in all fairness, like, John Jones, like, yes, he's incredible. But, again, like, his mystique of invincibility was wearing off because we saw Tiago. Uh, I mean, Tiago did lose the fight. John had great octagon octagon control. But let's be fair, Thiago, like, did land great shots on him. And then on top of the, that, I think Dominic Reyes beat him, like, actually beat him on the on the cards, you know. So it's like I, I respect John Jones, but you see, like, what he has done to his own career. It, it sucks, but also I'm happy to see, like, Glover Teixeira finally have breathing room, you know what I mean, to finally be like, well, listen, I'm the champ, no bullshit. You know, like, I mean, he survived. He's been around when Daniel Cormier was light heavyweight champion. John Jones. Wasn't Anthony Johnson light heavyweight champ for a bit? Or interim champ? Oh, yeah. And then I think DC got it. Or No, he might have fought for the belt against DC. But I think he lost to DC twice. Yeah, man. It's, dude, Glover Teixeira, man. Dude. Yeah, no, no, big, big ups to Glover, dude. And... Yeah, it was just fucking amazing, bro. Like, it was the perfect way to end the night. Um, And we've been spoiled. We've had some great cards, like Volkanovski, Ortega, this recent. Like, we've had so many great displays of heart um, yes. in the cage. And it's pretty fucking amazing. Yes, and that and, and the perfect lead-in to the, this weekend's card, UFC 268. Oh, shit. Which is fucking amazing um let's just say we're gonna get michael chandler justin gaethje we're gonna get rose versus way lee and we're gonna get usman versus kobe covington oh yeah dude this is dude this is a stacked card because like from front to back uh you got trevor whitman's whole entire camp and yeah and you got all this fucking tension. Like, it's just so much tension. Like, because Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje, like, they're not like, they don't hate each other, but they're both super competitive. Yeah, it's going to be great. Frankie Edgar's on the card. And uh, LaQuintus fighting Bobby Green, which Bobby Green, I call him a black BS. <laughs> <clears throat> but straight up, man, like, that card is so stacked. I can't wait to cover that card after this i'm down dude yeah and, and yeah and speaking of al dude i love watching ally kenta fight dude and i mean even through like everything he's been entertaining even that fight with cowboy i love that fight man 
Um, but um, yeah, like I I love this matchup. Um, if I start with Gaethje and Chandler, I think the people they they already know what they're getting. They're getting two guys who are gonna walk forward, and they have both. I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, Justin has said, "Hey, either I'm gonna knock him out or he's knocking me out." And that's what I love about Gaethje, his attitude of, like, fuck it. I'm here to fight. I don't give a fuck if I lose. If it happens, it happens. But you know what? I'm going to give the people a show. And you got Chandler, who is kind of cut from a very similar cloth. So two fucking division, I believe they're both division one level wrestlers. So this is going to be interesting. So they're probably not going to want to wrestle or take each other down. Or there will be them. no wrestle fucking that fight. <laughs> No, just straight up hitting. Yes. It's going to be so awesome, bro. Someone, Someone's going to sleep. I don't know who it is. I'm kind of leaning towards Michael Chandler, but you never know with Justin Gaethje. And I, I think know. Justin Gaethje's uh, key to victory will be them lower caskets. Mm, you make a point. I, I think that, that Chandler kind of leads with that front leg. So I think if he you know, can hit them lower calf kick and possibly catch him. I think Gaethje has a shot, but if not, I think Michael Chandler is just going to come out the gate and boop, put him to sleep. And Chandler has that wide stance, so, I mean, it would leave him more so susceptible to, like, those calf kicks. Right. So if, if he doesn't do that, I think Michael Chandler is going to probably get the KO victory. Ooh, and I feel you. For me, it's like a coin toss because it's like, I don't know, I haven't seen Justin fight. We haven't seen Justin fight for a bit. So to me, it's like, hmm, like, you know what I mean? I'm I'm very interested. But I don't. I think he's gotten better because it's, in all fairness, if Justin didn't get better, I don't think Trevor Whitman would have told him to take the fight. So I don't know. I <laughs> got to give it up. Fact. I got to give it up to Trevor, though. Like, we'll see where it goes, Um, see how it goes. But, yeah, Chandler's a fucking animal. and. You know, I mean, it's interesting because Usman is friends with with Gaethje, but he's trained with Chandler. So I wonder if like they, if Gaethje's ever said some shit to Usman, like, "Hey, why are you training with?" <laughs> like, <laughs> that's funny. Hey, you, yo, but you know what though? Usman iron sharpens sharpens iron, so maybe it's a good thing they both train with Usman. No, you're right. I I agree, and and um, yeah, speaking of. You know, for uh, what is I mean, we'll talk about the Rose card, but um, yeah, for, before I get to Covington and Usman, but yeah, no, it's this whole entire card. I like it because you you have like the, the this. It's almost like academy versus academy. Um, oh, uh-huh. you know, imagine if all all of their opponents were from the same school. That'd be pretty cool. But um, yeah, Rose Nama Yunez like versus Zhang Wei Li too. Um, I I think either one of one of these two things will happen. Either Rose is gonna win by decision, or she'll she'll finish her somehow, some way. I think Rose is really good. She'll finish her, or it will be a decision, a closer fight than last one. Or, um, I think Jean Lee could come out and be ten times more motivated, and she could. I mean, I think she could definitely come out the gate, and she, she could knock out Rose, or she could take it to a decision. Um, I'm really kind of basing this, like, just off of both of their, their grittiness and everything. I think they're both willing to take it there. Um, I'm not really sure if I can just pick a winner for this fight. Like, it's really, for me, it's it's tough 
uh, as fuck because I'm leaning towards Rose, of course, because she she won back the belt. I love the narrative. You know, I love all of that. But also Zhang Wei Li, you know, who knows, like, what that loss did to her, how it, it could have right. made it better. I, I think she's just going to come out more aggressive. I think Rose just got her number, to be honest with you. I think Rose is going to catch her and knock her out again. She's going to be overzealous and trying to knock out Rose. That Rose is just going to duck her shit and catch her slipping. I think Rose wins, um, and I think it's going to be by a uh, finish again. Hey, I I think I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I think that's inter- I think that's interesting because. I think Rose is better in a lot of areas, and and you make a point about if Zhang just if Zhang Wei Li just comes out aggressive, without any improvement as far as in in the footwork, the movement being a little bit right. more elusive, you know, because she she might just try to bowl in a china shop, Rose, and it's not going to work. I mean, because Rose has had to deal with Jessica Andrade, you know, yeah. she's had to deal with people like that, so it's it's going to be. Very cool to see like how she counteracts Zhang Wei Li, and I'm, I'm what I'm really interested in seeing though is how Zhang Wei Li, um, how she recovers from her previous loss, and how does she view it? Did she learn from it objectively? Did she re- did she watch the tape? Did she talk to her coaches honestly? Did like because it's always those things leading up to a fight where okay, are you gonna lie to yourself or are we gonna be truthful here? And um. Only they, only they know the answers. Only she knows that answer. Rose knows the answer. So I think it's going to be a fucking great matchup. And then yeah. afterwards, I, man, we got the fucking cherry on the Sunday with Usman and Covington. Yes, man. I, I can't wait to see that. I think uh, Kobe's going to come out a lot harder in this one. I think it's going to be a good fight, but I think Usman finishes him. I don't know when, I don't know what round, but I think Usman drops him and, and KOs him. I don't know what Trevor Whitman taught Usman, but he made his hand like when a hell of a lot better. Like his punching power or his, I don't know what he did, but he just made his hand so good. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, is it the torque? Like of the punches, is that what it is, or is it just like this? I'm I'm not gonna say like Kamaru's lacking speed, but I I mean it goes this the show like the technical levels of of striking like the like when people say there's levels to this, I mean there really are levels. Yeah, and you know it's gonna be a striking match because they're not gonna wrestle. It's gonna be a straight striking match again. So you know, I can't wait to see it. I think Usman wins. I just don't know what round. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Usman wins. I I do. I'm not gonna count Kobe out because I did watch Embedded, and just like learning about. I, I do think he lied. He definitely. I, I don't believe his narrative. Like, oh, I didn't break my jaw. Like, I. I don't believe that narrative. I do think that Kamru Usman beat his jaw. I do think Kamru Usman beat him fairly. You know, uh, Kobe, I think he's going to come out a lot better. I think the the worst thing we could do is underestimate Kobe because he is he's coming in with some crazy uh, white boy rage. Like, to be real, he's yeah. like, 
going in with that school shooter energy. So we got <laughs> to keep an eye on him. You know what I mean? We got to keep an eye on this guy. But um, I, I am leaning more more so towards Kamaru Usman. But I think it, it, it's going to be a – because considering this, Kobe has improved a lot better. Just his timing, uh, just watching him fight Tyrant. Um, yeah. He doesn't keep his hands down anymore. I think if, if Kobe can keep his hands up and mitigate damage, he could win this fight. But if Usman, um, Usman can, A, knock him out, and Usman also has the ability to win via decision if he just keeps it consistent. So I don't know. Like, again, like they're, so, they're both very equally matched. Like, that's why I had trouble in the last fight, too, picking a person because I, I wanted Usman to win. But stylistically, they are they are incredibly similar. Right. It's just going to be whose jaw holds up the best. Exactly. Hey, I, I, I mean that's that's right. And also, you know, how much better did they each get? I mean, Kobe has definitely improved, and so has Kamaru Usman. Um, I just think I don't know. I I wish like personally, I I wouldn't mind seeing them do some wrestling. I wouldn't mind seeing them show off in that department because I mean I think they both just just threw all that shit away and just fought. But um, I if they both kind of like you know had a bit of a chess match, I wouldn't even mind that. Like, I mean, who knows? What if Kobe comes out and he try and he fights relaxed? He isn't full of just hate. What if it's just you know he fights Kamaru Usman like Usman is a blank canvas? Like then maybe he would have a a better chance of winning. I, I think it's interesting like. Emotion can really help fighters, but it it can also like be the downfall. Right, I agree. Man, that yeah. was crazy. I, man, we, the Uncle Dana's been blessing us with some good cards. Yeah, praise the Uncle Dana, Dana the Unc. Yo, thank you. <laughs> yes, sir, man. He's been coming through. Man, don't worry. Someday we gotta get Dana on the podcast. Man, we gotta, yeah. get, we gotta get Dana on the show. You know, yeah, that would, that would be funny as fuck. You know, and I will say this: people give Dana White a lot of shit, but you know what? Listen, I, I do. I think fighters should be paid more. Yes, do I believe that? Yes, but I gotta say, I think Dana for for what he has done, what he is doing, like I do appreciate him. And like I, people can say what they want, but he is a fight fan. He definitely is a fight fan, and you know, he you could tell he cares about bringing you know, making it a live event. I think that he's a great promoter. And some people, I don't know, Dana White was born to be an MMA promoter, one of the best, if not the best. Yep, I agree with that too. Shit, there's nobody better than him. He got a whole fight island. Yeah, he has an island. (laughs) Full of Dagestanis. (laughs) (laughs) With no vaccinations. Fuck that. Yeah, you know what? Respect to Dana, by the way, for that, because I'm not a political person, but I respect, I mean, because fuck it, they're fighting each other, they're really worried about COVID, they're cutting weight, compromising their immune system. Uh, Honestly, I would be more worried about a staph infection. Like, I remember when Kevin Lee fought Tony Ferguson, and he came in with a fucking staph infection on his chest. Where is the vaccination for staph? Yeah, straight up. You're right, he had that big-ass nipple on his chest. Yeah, like what about herpes? Are they are they testing these guys for SPDs before they bleed on each other? Like are they like I'm just really asking like because I remember like being at Walgreens, I was at CVS and I, of all places CVS, but 
Like somebody who worked there said, oh, in February, you're going to need a vaccination card to come into CVS. And I just looked. I'm like, fucking CVS? I was thinking, like, wow. this place is dirty. Than all. This place is dirty as fuck. You're going to get COVID just, like, looking at shit. It's CVS. Like, you got homeless people with their, like, toilet paper sticking out their asshole coming in. Like, I just don't get, like, here we are in the Los Angeles CVS. You're going to tell me I need a vaccination card? Like, this city's dirty as fuck. What are you talking that, about? 90% of the people here probably have STDs. That is crazy as shit. Well, I know well I'm going said. off on a tangent, but sorry, yeah. Nah, I hear you though. Well said. I mean, I, I mean, agree. my man, you're in Florida. You know what it is. You see, you know that like it would be useless to be like and try to inflict that because it's like, dude, like, come on, really? Like, you know where we're at, right? Like, this well, is like the fucking yeah. This is well, Florida's the wild wild west. They don't give a shit down here. <laughs> I know. I would. I want to ask you about that. Like, so down there, it's like it's pretty much like you said, wild west. Are they just like they, people don't give a shit? Like, where one? Well, I mean, because I wear a mask. I'm not against that, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, man. I, I, like, some people wear masks and some people don't. But majority of the people don't, and they don't give a shit whether they vax or not. You know what? But but that's that's kind of like how I like it. The idea of we're going to – like, because here's the thing. Are are the people in masks picking arguments with the people without them? Mm, no. Nah. Everybody no, just goes about their business. Their, their business. You see right there where you just said everyone goes about their business? That's how it should be. If you want to be vaccinated and have a vaccine card, I do not care. By all means, do so. But it's just funny where, like, again, this is a news podcast, so people don't freak out. But, (laughs) like, I I don't don't think, I mean, like, just, I I don't think people should um, be forced to get a vaccine because my thing is like this. If we're going to be forced to do this and force us to get a flu vaccine, force us to get other vaccines, that way this shit doesn't feel so uh, communistic because, I mean, that's what I don't want. But also, again, like places like CVS, places like Walmart, any, I don't know, any like corporate mega chain trying to tell people to help, don't, like, oh, do you have a vaccination card? It's like, do you realize how much business you're going to lose, you fucking idiots? Like, you think that people like fucking white collar people who get vaccinated are going to be showing up to CVS, you fucks. Like, you guys are idiots. I, I, I just, I was like, listen, I'm like, you guys are stupid. Like, you're going to pull out, like, I just was like wondering, like, you, you, you know how, like, because I'm walking around and I'll see people with, like, a crusty herpy lip, but, like, we're not testing them. But we got to, like, I'm just saying, come on now, like. <laughs> you're hilarious, bro. You are in L.A., though, so that's a different vibe. I mean, I'm in LA, and believe me, I think herpes is probably more common here than COVID. <laughs> not saying I have, I, I haven't had herpes. Like I'm good, you know what I mean? I'm, uh, safe. I'm not like fucking around with these hoes. It's just you're like just, just, by I'm just by observation, just by observation. Yeah, like I mean, my man, like you're in Florida, you could walk around and you could probably like be like one out of three there's herpes. Oh yeah, Florida's wild too. Everything, everything we do out here is wild, man. In all fairness, bro, California and Florida, they're both shaped like dicks. So, like, that's, <laughs> that's uh, the best thing. I've never thought of that, but, damn. He's, just a bunch wow. of testosterone. Just a bunch of fucking. <laughs> that's hilarious, bro. My state is shaped like a dick. <laughs> yeah, well, so is <laughs> California, man. And, hey, I get it. Like, we're both, you know, in the, I mean, let's fuck it. At least we're out here fucking the game up. So fucking up the country, like right. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, no man, this is good shit. I appreciate it. Um, fucking had fun shooting the shit about the the last card. But yeah, man, I'm super excited for uh, the next one coming up with Usman and Covington, the whole Whitman squad. But uh, I appreciate this shit, man. Good, good talk. Yes, sir. All day, man. And yeah, likewise. I can't wait for this card, and we're gonna do the next one after. Oh yeah. All right, brother. Well, I'll be catching you on the flip side, my man. Yes, sir. Stay safe. Later. Peace.